I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome along to the Wise Men Say podcast. We are back for the new season. We have our first game to look back at. And uh, fortunately, that was a defeat. So we will we will take a more in-depth look at Sunderland's lost to Ipswich at the weekend and have a bit of a discussion about uh, where we think things are in terms of squad quality and uh, just the current state of play. So joining myself, Stephen Goldsmith, is Gareth Barker. Good afternoon. Evening. Good evening. Good evening. Yeah. Good evening. Evening. It's, it's, it's evening. It's ten past yeah. six. I've been off today, so it's just you know, oh, it's okay. all like blurred into one. Uh, yeah. Good to speak. Been a while since we've uh, we've been on together. Yeah, it is, isn't it? it? I think probably probably since May. Yeah. <laughs> Had a nice break. Break from all the football. Um, I don't know really. Been watching the cricket, obviously, because. Uh... In the summer, I like to sort of get that on the go. So I didn't really... Um... Especially in Ashes summer. Well, I mean, it's a very... I know you watch them all anyway. Yeah. But, um, but it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it the, the, it was not getting into that because it's probably... <laughs> probably one of the most... Uh, let's talk. No, let's talk about that run-out. No, we'll not. We'll not. Eagerly anticipated <laughs> um, things. So like you say, and it did it captivate a lot of people. So that's quite nice, isn't it? When other people get drawn in, yeah. they wouldn't normally. So 2005 vibes, definitely. Oh, it was def- I would say it was better than 2005 yeah. as a series, personally. Um, that's what it reminded yeah. me of that whole summer. Yeah. Sort of seemed to happen again. Yeah. But um, anyway, but yeah, it's been a funny one. I haven't really kind of, I think with the games um, being in like America, m- most of like the pre-season, it felt like was condensed into quite a short space of time and just kind of happened in the middle of the night um, and just kind of felt a bit detached from it. So it was kind of funny. I didn't go to the Miyota game because I was busy and then it's kind of just gone like after that, it was like, oh, I'm at the match. And on Sunday, and then it's kind of just, ah, oh, we're back. Here we go again. So, yeah. well, here we go again. Indeed, we'll get into that. Um, it's always nice to get Jimmy Ray on as well after a defeat. Um, <laughs> well, the most positive man, uh, certainly uh, from the wise men, say, stable, <laughs> but possibly in the world. So, um, nice to have you on with us again, yeah. Jimmy. Nice to, nice to be back home. Yeah. Um, you can try and tell us how a two-one defeat is actually a good thing for Sunderland. Um, put, what, put I words, mean, what, put words in my mouth. There, <laughs> I mean, no. What, what I say straight away, it's not. It's there was nothing in that to to set off massive panic alarms in 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 in, in terms of the whole season going forward. Was there? It's it's no. it's no different. We we've seen this last season. I think it's just going to be it's going to be similar. Our home record is going to be 
similar again. The same patterns were emerging in this game that they did all through last season for the majority of our home games, I would say. Um, dominating the ball, looking really, really good. Some nice one-touch, two-touch passing. Cutting them open to an extent, but never quite having the, the cutting I felt, edge. I, I felt we lacked, I think, I, I feel like we lacked cutting edge yesterday, to be honest, compared to last season. But it's one game. I'm not going to like start going, this is what it's going to be like every week. But if you take Ahmad out of the team and like yeah. Ross Stewart out of the team, obviously he was out of the team for a lot of, for a spell last season. Um, you know, you got to replace that. I mean, replacing, you know, replacing Ahmad's, uh, you, you kind of thought like if he'd been on the pitch yesterday, we would have won the game. Yeah. Um, he was the sprinkle of magic dust, wasn't he? Yeah. On top of what, so, of what we saw. Yeah. Um, but I think there were some. You know, positives, first 15, we look really good. I thought Job, if we want to, should we just call him Job? <laughs> I can't, he, I can't he bring seems to, He seems, to, he seems to have adopted it, doesn't he? It's just, yeah. Do you think it's just because he doesn't want to be like confused with his brother? His brother, yeah. 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 I mean, some good genes in that family, to be fair, because, I, yeah. mean, I mean, I watched him first half yesterday. I was like, I can't believe you're 17. That's insane. I know. Um, and his composures touch on the ball first half. I thought the way he moved the ball away from some of the challenges and just yeah, the first touch flicks around the back he, he was doing, like you know, where he yeah. basically just send it, send the, the Ipswich defenders just like the complete wrong way, um, did it two or three times. And he played, he nearly created some opportunities, um, one for Clark on the inside left channel, and then he obviously had the chance, which I think on video it looks a bad miss, but live. It was a lot more of a difficult chance. Yeah, I, think, I mean, it's, I, yeah, I was like right. In front I thought of he should have scored. Mind from where I yeah, was. Yeah, well, I thought it was. I thought I wouldn't say I didn't think he should have scored, but like I, I was like sort of a sort of southwest corner. So like it was, I was. We were like, oh, good chance. But I was like, that happened so fast. Like you can see what you see what he's done. Like yeah, yeah, he should have scored. Like he, but, he'll think he should have scored. But yeah. I think well, you um, see his reaction. He was like immediately like that. But was it I a mean, was it a classic Andy Townsend situation of if anything, Clive he hit it too well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, too much. Yeah, if he'd have just bobbled off his foot, he could have even possibly <laughs> yeah. taken a touch if he needed to. But really, what you wanted yeah. there was to just kind of bounce off his foot and roll in. But whereas it kind of kind of hit his the top of his instep, didn't it, and just flew like straight. I think. But Stephen, you're right. I think obviously, like he. You'd expect a, a player to score in that position other than, I think the only caveat being um, there's a lot of power from the shot from Equus, so I think it, it flashed really quickly to him. Um, but it was a time of the game where we needed... 21 minutes, You, you, you it, could yeah. just tell that we needed a goal then because... This it, was, happened, it would have been the perfect time to score. Yeah, because yeah, some of them aren't... Gonna, they can't keep... It's it's impossible for them to keep up that sort of intensity and pressure for 90 minutes. It's just not going to do it. You know, Unless you're Man City, you can't do that. So you know, especially at home with Sunderland, that this is going to happen. They're going to have these little spells and the need the score when they're on top like this because you know the other team will get a chance. The way we play and how high our line is and everything like that, we're going to give teams chances. And it's just, you know, the, the ladder sitting next to him made a good point. I just said, like, whenever we concede any chance to any team at home, it's going to be a good chance because it's, yeah. it's just the way we play. So you need to make a count and that would have been, you could just sense it, couldn't you? You just, you just thought, after that, you know, maybe even from that miss, you just thought, oh, you know what's going to happen here. They're going to get one chance and they're going to score. And, and it was it was weird, wasn't it? Because there was that 109 looked like cleared off the line. I'm down the other end, so I couldn't really see, like, how close it was or if it was going in. But that, I thought I was like, I basically said that, what you just said there, with that 09 chance, it was like, I thought that had gone in. And then afterwards, I was like, I, I thought they were going to go at the end and score the, fir- the first attack they've had, basically. But, um, yeah, well, I think... 
Do you think? Was- I, I thought that they had probably the better chances in the first half. On the break, wasn't it? There was that one at Loto, nine cleared it around off the line. They looked more threatening, I think. Uh, but I think a lot of that came there. The focal, they had the focal point of Hurst, plus they had bodies around him. Like, it kind of, he was more effective as playing that role than what Hemia was, I think, for us. Well, Obviously, we don't play in the same way. But I think, like, it was, um, we dominated it. But I think they were, they, they could use the break effectively because he was like an outball, wasn't he? And then there was like yeah. that. Uh, Wes Burns was buzzing around him, Broadhead was buzzing around him, and it kind of, kind of, yeah. So I can't see what you mean. Although I would, I would still say that we, I would say we were by far the better team in the first half. They, but they possibly looked a little bit more dangerous, like in a way. But also, I think we, we, we were inches away for a few times. It just we didn't have the shots, if you like. But I think we were in really good situations. But there's a couple of times Clark dallied a bit on the ball. There's a couple of times Roberts went to shoot, didn't shoot, and then it kind of went away again. Um, we just need to you know what really not, and we and we probably more about this every year. And it's such a simplistic view to have that it's almost like it sounds too simplistic in a way. Like you know, <laughs> the football is more complicated than that, but it's not. And and this refusal to shoot really just really winds me up. It, it's a modern football thing. I don't even think it's a Sunderland thing. And you saw what happened when Echo had a shot. And with, with that Bellingham chance we've just talked about, the keeper mm. looked like he was a spiller, didn't he? And and mm. it just they just don't do it enough. Robertson Clark have scored plenty of goals from outside the box. There's absolutely no harm in just warming the keeper's palms up and just seeing mm. what he's we're seeing what he's like. I feel like we're saying uh, this. There was a few times we, should, time. we were saying yesterday, like he should have hit that earlier, or he should have hit it at all. Like Clark, Clark kept going to hit it and then cut him back down again. It would kind of you'd lose the momentum a bit, wouldn't you? Sometimes, yeah. I think yeah. Ellen made that point on the reaction, didn't she? Um, which is also still worth listening to alongside this, if you haven't already. Um, but yeah, we. I think it was a bit more... I think that's a, the frustrating thing for me is... And like, like... It kind of feels a bit like... The deficiencies that we have, that could have... If, if we'd plugged those deficiencies or attempted to, to a point could have got us promoted last season and we've kind of gone into the season with the same deficiencies present um but we actually haven't i would say we're probably weaker um without obviously Ahmad um you know you look at the the players we've brought in they're clearly not ready now they might be in 6 months but you know it's if you're always if you're always six months away, if you're always six months away from somebody being ready, you know you you're only getting six months out of the the one when they are ready, if that makes sense. And obviously we've had the situation where it was when Lahaji was brought in in January, it was like, well, oh, he's the Ahmad replacement, and he's going to get six months to get up to speed. Well, he's got didn't look anywhere near getting up to speed, and obviously we've sold him on already. Um, you know, you look at the new the newer players. I know, um, you know, it was pointed out in reaction. I think as well that we finished the game with none of the new signings um, mm. that we brought in on the pitch. Um, you know, I thought Hemia was. You know, I'm not going to dig the lad out because it seems harsh because he's been shut in there. But I thought he was incredibly poor. I thought he looked completely lost. Um, didn't know what to do. Um, I think he looked off the pace. I'm not sure. Look, he just looked. He just looked. Nice touches. He looked. Yeah, there was there was one just, moment where he won the ball, used his body really well, got the ball, um, and mm. turned and 
you know, he dropped a bit deeper, but in the way Sue used to. But other than that, he didn't really show. I, no. Yeah, it's just, I think it's a, step to, it's, it's a step up from him. He's going to have to get used to it because the pace yeah. of the game, he couldn't keep up with the pace of the game. But he just and, didn't, and, he didn't you know, move. He, he won't have played the game anywhere near as fast as that with that against players More as good as that in his career. Like said Benfica much, B yeah. might be a good level in terms of their Benfica, but the Portuguese like second division or whatever playing is not going to be as intense as the championship, is it? He's not he won't like that centre back, uh, both of them would straight straight up his ass basically every time he got anywhere near the ball and he, he didn't really know what to do. Well more more British pre pre match, you know, on that thing where the the, the the talk he did on Thursday and, and he said then that um he said Hamia is knackered after every training session. Um constantly like after his very first one, he was like starfish lying on the floor. And like saying, "Oh my God, I can't believe I can't believe how fast this is," kind of thing. So, yeah. but then Mowbray, I think he likes him, and it seems mm. like it's going to be down to him now because he's obviously adapted to it to an extent. But this was a first championship match, and, he, and like I say, he didn't look up to the pace at all. Nineteen-year-old, he's been thrown in. You're the only number nine we've got. It's you know huge pressure from. And it was good to see the fans didn't get his back. No, um, I think which I think has this... happened in the past. The thing is about this whole thing, though, is and we've said this, you know, from the outset, is that. You know, it's all very well doing what we're doing, and a lot of it is good. However, we need to help. We need to help them out. We need to give mm-hmm. them. We need to give them a chance. We need to give them an opportunity to to develop at the right pace and tempo that they need to develop in order to be impactful in games, um, but not be hung out to dry. And I think what we saw yesterday was a situation where the lads being hung out to dry a bit. Um, and but the thing is, we've this way we're building the squad, we've almost gone, well, we're going to accept that. He's going to sink the swim. Um, the problem is, if you don't get results, it becomes a problem. Um, now, I'm not saying that we won't get results through the season. I mean, we could have got a result yesterday. Um, I mean, it could have. we could have been 3-0 down after we had, like, you know, on the say got the second, and then we seem to just go, our brains just seem to go <laughs> yeah, completely it went, it went very, like, sort of championship 17-18 for that, you know, yeah. that, for about five minutes where it was like, Nobody knows what they're doing. Like yeah. they're gonna, I was convinced they were going to score again. Then Hugh yeah. gets sent off, and it's like he was like I think it was like seventy-two minutes or something. I was like, this is going to be a long twenty minutes now. I was like, this yeah. is not looking good at all. But, but then, fair I play, thought, we did rally, didn't we? I mean, it, it was funny though because there was no real pattern of play once we did rally, and it was just kind of like blood and thunder, wasn't it? And I thought, you know, Gooch and um, Pritchard made a real positive impact yeah. in the team. Yeah. I thought even um, Bar. Bar did as well when he came on. Not, not to the level okay. he did, but he tried. He, he tried to. He, was, he tried yeah. to drive forward with the ball and and, and he, he was involved in the in the in the goal as well. Yeah, him and circling with the interplay. But um, I think yeah, the the patterns are hard when it's ten men, though, isn't it? Because I think a lot of. Um, but we could have equalised. You know, we could have equalised yeah. obviously a couple of times and obviously hit the post at the end. And you know, the keeper made that save at the end and a sim- sort mm. of similar chance as one that hit the post. Um, so yeah, I mean, we could have come away, and I know it was mentioned on the reaction again about you know the 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 spirit in the team, that attitude, they don't give up, they keep going, and that's great. I just wish they'd been. I just still feel as though they're being, they're not being given the opportunity to be the best it can be, and that that's the frustration for me. I just oh. think you need to, you need to this group you're putting together. That's all very well and good, but you need to support them with. Give them the tools, isn't it? Something so, else. You need to give them. You need all you need to do is give them two or three bits and bobs of what we need. Um, you know, you look at the situation with Bart. It's just you know, right? Okay, fair enough. We're doing that. 
but just weird to think like he's sitting on the bench there and he's our player of the season and it's just a bit odd. That, that 20 minute spell where we were talking about there, you know, from from when they scored and then over into the second half, when they scored the second, hit the bar and we were all over the place and we did regain composure and I think Pritchard and Gooch were yeah, that wasn't an accident because no, you, 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 need, you need this is the thing we keep saying and we say it time after time, week after week. Those are the moments where you need, it's not just always about data in that specific moment, it's about characters on the pitch and experience on the pitch. Somebody to get some of those young lads through those 20 minutes, right? This is what we need to do now. We can't go and play this little um, one touch, two touch passing we've been doing. What we're going to do now, we're going to keep our shape and we're going to stay in the game for 10 minutes. Then we're going to go again, go again. And it's like, I, we we understand how important Corey Evans was now in his absence. And I feel like as good as Ekwar was and is, I feel like he's wasted in that position personally. Yeah. And I feel like if we could have somebody like in the mould of Evans with a bit of experience who can just well, sit like the bit, he was playing there the, for them. That's yeah, like sit at the at the base of midfield, and then what? And then you can then you've got you've got Bellingham, Ekwa, Neil, and you can rotate them. You can play two of them ahead of whoever that is, and then you're not relying on them so much. Getting burnt out because a seventeen year old, getting burnt out because you know it's easy to forget how young Dan Neil is. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And yeah. I just think like I feel like Ekwa's got more offer going forward when he drives forward with the ball, and I just feel like as Gareth's saying, if it could just be helped out a little bit, and it's an obvious thing, go and get somebody who can sit in that position that allows you to rotate those three lads, play them two two at a time, make a change after now, and bring the other one on. They've all got something going forward, and it's they just they need some help. It's, you only need you only need three or four through the spine of that team to mm-hmm. pull it together at the pitch. Well, well we've on got one because we've time. got one sitting on the bench, Danny Bart. Yeah. So you just put him in, just put him in alongside. I Ballard. was wondering with him. That's the best center, you, that's the best pairing we have. Do you think how bad the Hartlepool game was, which he played all of, and how bad the defending was? Pissed Mowbray off to an extent where he hasn't played him. I don't reason. know. I don't think so. I think that that game. You look at it. I think tomorrow it's, night. Is going to be the same. I think they're just going to be. Yeah. Chuck, I mean, I was, I, there was the only reason I could think why I didn't play him essentially because if, if the whole the whole because take the rumors to one side for a second. Obviously, there is interest there. I'm not saying there isn't, but clearly, it's not interest to the extent where anything's close to happening. Given that he was on the bench, because if it was close, he presumably wouldn't have been included at all, as was reported. He wouldn't be, and then Mowbray again coming out and saying he's going to be playing tomorrow. So I'm thinking, why else wouldn't you play him? Because other, it's either. That or he just really likes a nine there, but I don't see I don't see why he's saying if that's the case. After I just think it's you know the situations we've seen this before and we've talked about with players in the past, and I understand what they're saying is well we're going to do we we do this now and we, if we can get a we can get a fee for this player now and we're not going to offer him a deal at the end of the season we'll get rid of him now but mm. how much are you actually going to get for Danny Bart now five six hundred grand probably they probably three hundred grand or something. Well, the, um, the report, yeah, but it said Blackburn don't want to pay anything, so he might not be going well, anywhere. So they want you know, free. <laughs> so it, you know, you look at it that way and go, well, what is actually what is actually the benefit to to Sunderland here? And well, exactly, this is what I couldn't understand because yeah, while he's here, there. you should play at the very least, even if you take that side of it away. Because I agree with what you're saying as far as there is no real benefit of letting them go, but while he's here, I think before he goes, we might as well use him anyway, even if he is going, quote unquote, going. I think because 
the you know I think we we do see this sometimes and where we have a scenarios and situations where the so whatever because people are positive and happy and that's great whatever happens is the the right thing and then people start rationalize in my opinion sort of illogical or nonsensical ideas isn't is like well actually this thing is good yeah. so for example going we're going to get rid of let our player of the season go to a potential promotion rival on a free transfer is actually good <laughs> or saying not having any center forwards is actually good yeah. or all these kind of weird things or not buying anybody is actually good because well, buying that's, that's the issue is isn't it it's like it's, it's like, like it's not it's it's not you've got to be flex, you've got to have a level you've got to have a level of knowledge and flexibility i think some of Morbury's comments in the last week there's probably a bit of protectionism in there for him because he's probably not going to have his contract renewed at the end of the season, is he? Let's be brutally honest, um, because they're already sniffing around for the managers as we knew on the summer, um, and that that I'm sure, or even the you know that that I don't believe there was um, that you know no smoke without fire or that kind of thing. I'm sorry, but we well, obviously certainly. were kind of you know exploring options there because that's what they do although we do all what i will say with that as well i agree i also do say we have said previously you should always be looking oh i agree no i definitely well, absolutely I, agree it was probably more than just looking wasn't it let's be yeah fair. i think as well you know you look you're looking at the similar stuff he's saying you know saying you know basically we're having to go after third or fourth choice options because we haven't got the money to spend on yeah our first choice options, I mean, people can argue the blue in the face that sustainability is wonderful and great and all that kind of thing, but what is what 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 is sustainability in, in modern Russ, football? Well, what, what, well, what is it though? What, what is sustainability in modern football? I'm sorry, I'd but it you, depends you, on the size of the club. But, and... but my point is, there's nobody, <laughs> no, but nobody who's successful is sustainable sustainably, yeah. generally speaking. So. Yeah. You've got to invest something, otherwise you're just gonna tread water or worse because you can't sustainability. You know, I've said this before and I said it a number of times last season. I'm not going to the match watching what's happening on the pitch and going, "Oh, I'm glad the books are balanced." Do you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not particularly <laughs> like I don't. I'm not saying I want us to go out of business. Yeah, um, no, we've had people nearly run us out of business who were preaching sustainability. So. I think there's it can go one or two ways, but I just feel like a little bit in one direction. Again, I'm not saying we have to go and spend seventeen million pounds. Well, that's the problem, isn't it? As soon as you, that's what that's the argument used against it always, isn't it? It's like people people will immediately go, "Well, yeah, we could just go and spend like ridiculous money," but like 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 you say, we're not actually saying that. No, just we're just saying spend like some some money, like because especially with with the sale of the Hadji as well, and and I get like they don't want to or can't possibly spend much until we sell. But, um, I mean, let's be fair, like, even if you look at, I think Chris put a, put a table up of, of like, in, in coming out going money. Um, and we haven't, we were no, by no means near the bottom of the top. I think we were somewhere in the middle. But I think for me, a club of our size, like, we should be aiming a little bit higher in terms of, like, you know, we're in a, we, Especially the way we play, and that's also credit to credit to them insofar as like you know we're an exciting young team, an attractive proposition. But along with that, if you want to upgrade to the next level, you have to then be able to become more than just like a team of 
potential. You need to sprinkle in some, like they did with Ahmad, you know, he was more than just potential. He was like, yeah, he is already one of the best players. Jack Clark's another example. He is already one of the best players in the league in his position. Um, unless you have to go out and buy a team full of the best players in the league in that position. But When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I feel like we're not striking the balance, hence why Hemi is being forced to play the role that realistically someone two, three years older than him with 50, 60 more games under his belt than he has should be playing and he should be the one to come on to replace him. But we haven't got the options there at the minute. I would say he shouldn't be in a situation the first game of a new season after what we endured last season in terms of the issues relating to centre-forwards having to put Dan Ballard up front for the last 15 minutes of a game. I'm sorry, but... And they might get the first September and they've got the players they want in. Great. Mm-hmm. Still don't. I still don't really think it's particularly acceptable, um, regardless of what anyone thinks about how well they've recruited and they have recruited well in in, in many respects. However, it's it's not about well or well. It's a tick. Well, because they've done this, we we ignore this. No, you say well, well done that's for this. It. However, <laughs> what about this? Because I think that's the key thing, and it can go the other way. So, you know, some people will just highlight the negatives and won't highlight the positives. Other people will do the reverse. Um, and what you're saying there is right. Like you have to take everything at face value, and I think it's quite obvious where the deficiencies lie. And I was um, in the summer kind of saying, well, I think I I, I don't want to go back on what I said because I, I, I'm going to still give them time to do it. I was like, surely it was that obvious last season what we needed. They're gonna they won't make that mistake again. I was like, you know, they've proven they can recruit well in in part. It's obvious what else they need to do. Surely they're going to do it. Um, and I'm still waiting on that regard insofar as like like you've said, we've both said, we've all said like the, the issues are essentially the same when it comes to where the depth isn't and what the issues in terms of home form are as well. I mean the home form one's a bit of a staggering one. I think yeah. I think we've what was it was it for of the last forty two championship games at, at home, I think we've won ten, I think was the stat. It might have been a few more than forty two. I can't remember if it was forty two or forty seven, I can't remember. It might be forty seven because that's two 23-game <clears throat> seasons. So, yeah, I mean... It's going to keep seeing the same pattern, I think. That, that's the thing. It's, it's going to be really important that we score goals when we have these little spells on top at home because it's it's an entirely different setup from the opposition when, when they come to the stadium like As to where it is, I won't be surprised if we go and smash Preston again on Saturday. You, you know, like, because yeah. it's good. It, it feeds into our hands, being away from home at the moment. Yeah. And... I'm sick of saying. I, I don't. I'm not even going to say that we need another centre forward in because I'm sick of saying it. 
It's it's just I'm bored myself of saying it's just it. obvious, and it's it's, it's <laughs> obvious as a nod on anybody's face, isn't it? And it's like you know, and and we might get a bit stick for it, but at least we're consistent with it. <laughs> well, at least not just like at least not just like pretending that like everything like this because this is the thing that like, you criticize. It's right to criticize the lack of striking options, but then people will say, "Oh, well, he's just negative. Like, why can't you be positive about this, that, and the other?" And this is me saying that as well. Somebody who <laughs> who is generally positive, but even I'm not going to sit here and say it's a good thing, like because it's obviously not. And yeah, I like to be positive. I like to see the best in situations when I can. But for me, there's no value in saying anything other than the truth, which is that yeah. it's not good enough. It's just a couple of times, you know, when Clark got to the box and yeah. you just think if Ross Stewart's standing in the boxes is the goal. Yeah. Because he's going to pick him out. He's going to know where to stand and he's going to pick yeah. him out. Yeah, it's like how he, he was that. He was that and also, you know, like, you know when like the sort of a cutback option, like in, I mean, yeah. sometimes, yeah, sometimes Stewart drop a bit further back, create some space, somebody else can drop in. Hemia was kind of just standing there, and it was like, this is, again, I'm loath to criticize him too much, because I don't think he's, he, he almost certainly won't be a bad footballer, but it's game intelligence, isn't it? Yeah. Especially at this level. Well, he's going to get, he'll get better in time. He'll get better yeah. in time. But and the strikers, nowhere near as good him. as him technically, who would have made far more of a nuisance up top for us than what he did there, just through experience. But the stage, where, the stage where he is at his career now, he should, we should be talking about him getting his first start for Sunderland tomorrow night against Crew. Yeah, yeah. 100%. that is you know where 100%. he should be, isn't it? Uh, let's let's put the young nineteen-year-old in up front and I mean, again, there's an argument. There's the argument to say his career hasn't really begun yet in in many respects. I mean, he's been playing. Yeah, he's been playing Portuguese second division for a B team. I mean, do, do you know what I mean? At nineteen, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm he's kind of playing. Sort of half reserve team football, I would say. I think um, it's a step up from the academy league, isn't it? But it's, yeah. it's obviously not really like because this Portuguese second tier is not like the championship, is it? It's, no, it's, it's like full of like teams with see the B, it's the best teams, are the B teams, and the rest yeah. are like sort of teams playing in national league sized grounds with no money who just probably sign half of the B team players from the big clubs who don't go anywhere else. So um, it's not a level anywhere comparable to the championship at all. No, it's not. Um, but you know, so I do feel for him, and he I think he's got like he's definitely got the tools to to um to, to have something, but it, it's just going to take a bit of time. Yeah, and also they're being nervous, like you know, yeah, yeah. walking out forty four thousand. The atmosphere before getting, you know, when before the game was electric, there was loads of noise. He'll never, I mean, he'll beat the Benfica games, obviously, and see it, but he wouldn't take part in it. It's a totally different thing, isn't it? And I, I mean, I, I, I said to me mate, there, I was like, he, he wasn't seen anything like this before. He's coming out, and then he's expected to perform as the number nine. Like that's a lot of pressure for anybody. Um, and he's only nineteen. Yeah. I'd be capping myself now if I had to do that. Do you know what I mean? It's like, what do you think about the? Um, we haven't really done a break. We're going to bother with the break, is it? Yeah, let's just. The well, advert, I'll just... So, sorry if the advert interrupted one just, of us speaking. Yes. <laughs> um, I would say that... What do you think about the injury time or, or stoppage time situation? It's a bit of a funny one because uh, I'm not saying, like, it shouldn't happen, but I was kind of thinking, will it change the way managers manage games? Will it change... It's designed for that, isn't and it? it? And, and the, I think the, the hope or the idea from from the official's point of view is that this... 
that time will start reducing because people will yeah. stop wasting. People will stop wasting time because they know that we could have done this in League One, couldn't we? Yeah, like, I mean, he, when we needed it, because we were saying like their keeper and the defenders, as as will regularly happen. You know, they were trying to waste time throughout the majority of the second half, especially. And we were like, well, surely this is going to get added on. So why is he doing it? And then it did get added on. And we were saying, well, if he hadn't been pissing about all that time, it wouldn't have been anywhere near that much. But like you say, it's going to be like a culture change. And so I think over time, if they keep enforcing it, it will change. But at the World Cup, they did it for like the group stages and then just went back to normal, didn't they? So I don't know if they'll end up just doing that because... I like it because um, time wasting just really annoys me, and I think it's. I fair just think, right. you know, the yeah, little, the, the, you know, the little dark, the little dark arts one that I, I, I kind of want to. Maybe I'm generalising a lot here, but in my mind, Jose Mourinho brought this to the Premier League because I can remember that Chelsea team with the first team. I can remember who started to do this. You know, the little. Um, the little subtle ones where they're like talking to the ref and then they just like swipe the ball away with the side of the foot as they're like talking. Yeah. So they're not making it obvious that they're kicking the ball away and stuff. Those are the ones like that they're really clapping down when I was watching the, the Southampton um with the play on Friday, Chef Wed game. A player got a player from each team got booted within about a minute of each other for doing it. And that hopefully like that that's a good thing. That can only be a yeah. good thing. Because guess, um, because teams get away with that far too much. Or they I have guess... done. It will have to, I mean, we'll have to see how it plays out and hopefully it does um, change. But I just think, like, now, again, I saw a few comments and, and Raphael Varane did a, a tweet about um, his thoughts, basically, and I got a few dar boil, boiling with rage, dar kind <laughs> of responses. But, like... <laughs> And well, I you know it's like well, what you know, we I used to work down the pit for like forty-seven hours a day and all that kind of thing. It's, it's not about that. It's it's like these people, these these footballers now are like super fit, like sensationally fit people. And if they're saying the sheer volume of games, this sort of added time stuff. You know, you're talking about you could be playing essentially an extra twenty minutes every game. Yeah, because what is it the, like average like sixty minutes the balls in play yeah. normally? So, so now, they're getting thirty minutes where it's not. Normally. So I'm not saying, um, yeah. and I'm not saying that, um, you know, it's not their fault for cheating or time wasting. But one team is tend to be time wasting, so the other team suffers. Now they probably want the time because they want to get back into the game if they're losing. Like yesterday, where we've we've got up ahead of steam in that last thirty minutes, and really we probably could have ended up winning that game in that that yeah. spell if we'd scored an extra like five minutes sooner. Um, but it's, I just think it's an interesting one from a player welfare. There are other ways managers... to waste time, though, aren't there? Like, yeah, keep, how like managers... Southampton, Southampton against Wednesday just kept the ball. Yeah, but how managers, um, like... you know, how managers might manage their the substitutions. Um, you know, if you know, you know things like that, are you gonna are you gonna hold on to them for a bit longer, um, knowing that you could be you playing for an extra, mm. an extra, an extra. Well, you'd imagine, yeah, twenty minutes Most a game. Likely. I mean, Huggins came on in ninety plus ten yesterday, so I know that was because Sirkin, but well, yeah. Sirkin went off knackered yeah. and possibly with cramp. He, but he was fine in ninety plus six. It was yeah. nice, but so again, feeding into what you're saying. Um, if you think about the injuries, yeah, the injuries that we've had as well in the last sort of two years, you kind of look at it and go, 
is this <laughs> is is this going to be a breaking point for you know the the, the um for this sort of thing are we going to start seeing more injuries are we going to start seeing more muscle problems are we going to start well, we don't more start seeing more injuries <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not like. As I say, some people be going. Oh, it doesn't matter. It'll be fine. You know, the young fit. All no, it's a good point to make. And if I'm honest, like I, I was very much for it, but I hadn't thought about it like what you've just said. And what I'm you've not said. saying it shouldn't be added on. I just no, no, just no. I'm, saying, I'm just saying like I've, yeah. you've kind of made me think of it in a different way, which makes me think actually it may not be as straightforward as I thought. You know, some of these, some of these players are running what ten k a game. Seven, yeah, seven eight miles a yeah. game. You know, that's. And you, you know, it's an intent. It's intense. high intensity sprints. You know, um, plus also, you could say there could be an injury that happens in the tenth minute of added time that would never have happened if it was yeah. less. You know, like a, like a bad, like you know, like a bad well, challenge or a head injury. If you, or, if you get a head injury in the, in the tenth minute of the thirteen added on, you're going to be there until midweek game. You could be there until the next yeah. night, next day. I wonder get, if yeah. I wonder if a star like. Genuinely, they might have to start thinking about putting the kickoff time at like half seven or something. Yeah, I mean, I if, if there's a intention... risk, you're going to play another half an hour on a, on yeah, a midweek game. The intention game. behind it is right for me, insofar as like too many teams get away with so much time wasting. Like we, like you said, with league, well, but even even like in the championship, and it's not just against us. You see it in the prem as well. It's like teams willfully waste time, and it's it's been too long where referees haven't or won't add it on. I mean, there's been games where like. Referees have seen me plucked a number out of thin air and added it on, and it's nowhere near enough. And obviously, if you're the defending team, you're like, oh yeah, but you know, um, it, we, we, you know, you wanted to finish as quick as possible. But I, maybe this is going too far because I can't see like again the whole season. It just becomes standard as like twelve minutes of other time. Well, like, I was, it just I, seems I wrong. A lot of the games on, um. So I looked at the championship results or went to look at the championship results on Saturday afternoon. I think there was three games still going on in the in the hundredth minute. So it's it's not gonna be um an irregular thing. And also if you do have a bad injury in the game where that would add on, say, seven, eight minutes, you could be looking at twenty minutes at a time. It's like it's in, in some be a games. common sense thing in scenarios like that where the ref goes, well, I'm <sighs> But then you can't, yeah. though. You can't. Yeah, no, I know, I know, I know. Because so, then you'd have the manager saying, "Well, we're losing one nil," and that's and the kind of you should have added on twenty that's twenty-two the, that's minutes. The Pandora's box that's been opened yeah. by, by this. So, by this really, I'm thing. not saying it's like the wrong or right thing to do. I just no, no, you're right. You, you have you've genuinely said thing. you've genuinely said stuff that I've not thought about, and that has made me cuss or question what I because I did like that was for it, but you you've made some good points there. So yeah. It'd be oh, interesting well, to see how it goes. A stop clock and all that. <laughs> yeah, that's normally me. <laughs> mm. Actually, where do you stand on it, Stephen? I, 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 I'm, I'm with pretty much like just saying what Jim said as well. Yeah, I think I, well, I've got to kind of hope and trust the process that will stop people from doing it, that it works. Yeah, Otherwise, I mean, it's like gonna get... it's like anything. You, you, you know, we're talking about like. You know, I've always been of the opinion technology in football is a positive thing, but it should be administered by the players in a in a sense that you get every decision isn't reviewed. Players review decisions based on the fact that they believe the referee is incorrect now, and then I think that would garner more respect between the players and the referee because they'd have to think and appreciate how difficult the job might be mm. to to make that decision themselves, and then make it as well. 
am I sure? If if I'm not sure, how can I say that the referee was yeah. completely Yeah, the problem with that is, though, like, people, it's so competitive, and, it, and if, even, like, you know, when you play five side of your mates, like, you're just going to back, say, you, you know, whatever benefits your team, you're just going to go with that. Yeah, right, but I'm yeah. saying the point is, what would happen is, they'd burn the reviews so quickly that eventually you'd start thinking about true, it, which is, what happened, which is what happens generally in, in every sport where this is yeah. being introduced. Initially, they're like, well, in the cricket, they used to do all the burn the reviews within, like, 15 overs. Well, that was, so like you say, in the Ashes, there was loads, weren't there, where it was like, why is Stokes not reviewed that? Why is he not reviewed yeah. that? And it's like, well, he's only got three, hasn't he? No, so but you're, right. yeah, so you go, but, you're but looking you're at remember- it going, mm, like, I can see yeah. why. But you see him on the pitch going, because, you know, you know, Besto or whoever, Bowl or whatever, be appealing for it. And he'd be like, nah, I'm not, not going to waste one here. Yeah. And, and uh, also, and, 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 and on a, you know, similar note, I think, you know, what what's good about what they do with the cricket is, so when they're, They'll do some of the ball tracker stuff and say it's like clipping the stumps. They'll they'll keep it with the yeah, with yeah. the on field decision. That's so, what they should do with the offside. Yeah, yeah exactly. That was just they just should. about that's exactly what I was just about to say. If you if it gets to a point where you've got to get all those little coral lines out, and it's still not, it can't be a hundred percent scientific because it doesn't factor in like we've said before when the ball's released from the player's foot. It only it only, you know it, it, it there's so many things that it, it could factor in. It just so. If it needs, if it's that close and it's that tight, when you're getting all those little dotted lines and coloured lines like that, it, it's too, it's too close to definitively say. So you, what you do in that instant is you say you stick with the on-field decision. Yeah, okay. and well, whatever, whatever, it, the, right? whatever the linesman or the referee has said on that offside call, <laughs> that's what we're sticking with because it's, it's too, it's too tight for us. We well, yeah, actually the ball in the stump is a lot smaller scale than what a foot in a big football pitch is, and if they can't do it on a ball in a stump, then Surely it's going to be the same on a bigger scale, like you said, with the imaginary lines as well. Yeah. So you just got to have a margin of error. Yeah. You, could, you know, you'd have a referee's call or line, you know, an assistance call within a within a margin of error, which is acceptable because there has to be an acceptable margin of error. Because I mean, really, like you know, we've slagged refs and all sorts off on this pod plenty of times, and you know, sometimes they make absolute howling mistakes, but at the same time. The amount of like offsides the assistants get right, like the percentage must be in the nineties. Yeah, but and then that is like really get no considering the pace, either, considering the pace <laughs> of the game. Um, that, I think that's like pretty impressive, really. Yeah, do you know? Do you, do you know? It'll be funny as well as just popped in my head because there'll be an element of pantomime brought into it. So say if like you know somebody comes through and then and the look offside and the flag stays down and then that team suddenly got to make a call as to whether they're gonna gonna review right for example say that's the way they do it um who's best to see because the center halves will always just sort of just put the hand up mm-hmm. in hope yeah. but they won't really be in a position to say i'm sure the bench maybe who's gonna have the best view it's gonna be the fans on that side so <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah then like yeah. start saying review 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 like that and like yeah, <laughs> it would be and like interesting to see if like that would like impact. The, you that know, they would funny. almost be like asking those fans, like, was it offside? Do we review this? That would be great. Yeah. Would I mean, it would add like another level to like you know certain grounds. Oh, I don't want to play there. They're great at appealing. Yeah. They, they maybe never get an offside. Um, yeah, maybe... you never gets an offside wrong. Like <laughs> maybe they could get like um, a lot of fans of that team, um, sort of in sort of around 25 yards from the edge of the box, sitting in a line who, like, people who used to be assistant referees. 
<laughs> then they could like kind of uh, go the club star pip buying them. Season yeah, together. yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop buying some assistant referees. <laughs> they get a little, they get little club jackets with their initials on the breast as well. Just yeah, like yeah. <laughs> Speakman and Harvey star looking at the data. We're like, who, 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 who are the most accurate offside calls out of all the assistant yeah, referees? Yeah. And get them. And we're going to get them in. Yeah. We're going to get them in, and they're going to sit there. Yeah. Great. I mean, it's a great idea. Apart from like none of this is ever going to happen. So you know, <laughs> we, yeah. I, I, they've they've got to look at something like this, I think, and stop being stubborn because it's just it's they're not using it, they're not using it correctly, and um, I think it, it should add to it. it. Should add to the drama, not spoil it. Like you just see that, on, you know, you know, the, you know the Ameri- you know the the American Sweden. The women's World Cup match, and yeah, it's like yeah. all hinged on that winning penalty. And Hawkeye saying with the ball over the line, like, that's what you want. Like, the, yes, it's been used correctly because it's definitively said that the ball was over the line, and it's it's it was such a big call at, at a big moment, wasn't it? Well, there was that penalty shout for Clark yesterday, which was about. Val would have given that, wouldn't it? So, I mean, we haven't yeah. talked about that because we got. It was reckless, wasn't it? It was a reckless. It was apparently. Yeah, I couldn't believe it when he didn't give it. Like, well, I mean, and also, I mean, it it's always worse when they give the give something the other way, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like, but it was like, like eh. but because then it was like, why is he booked him? But then I think the booking's just for like theatrical. Diving. No, is no. It, well, it, well, you, is he it not like free kick, he, no? He gave a free kick for handball because he fell on the ball. Handball, yeah. So he touched. He fell on the ball and touched it with his hand. So he gave a free kick the other way for handball. It wasn't for a dive or anything. And then he gave a yellow card for somebody went up and it was for dissent, wasn't it? He just showed them a yellow card instantly. I think I haven't seen any of it back, but from memory, obviously the the next opportunity, all the players ran towards referees to to say why didn't he give penalty, and he was pulling yellow card and booked one of them. That's that's how I remember it. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Can I also just say that aesthetically, it's nice to have just like playing wide goal nets at the stadium. Is that like we were talking about things? this? When was the last time we had that? Because like first season at the stadium, I lied. Because there's always been a bit of red on there. Yeah, hasn't yeah. It? The first, I hate those like red. I did write remember an article. The, remember, in the 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 checkerboard, one, yeah. remember the checkerboard? Remember the checkerboard? I quite like that. Yeah. If we had hexagonal, hexagonal white nets, that would be my. That would be my. Oh yeah, proper like nineties. Serious, so. yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, because I did write an article on ALS once about goal nets because I'm sad. I don't know, it's weird, isn't it? Because you, you know, when you're like, I don't know what you, I don't know what it is, I don't know what it, it is. It does it's change like, the way you look at it though, because we does. had really, really like dark ones for a while, didn't we? You know, there yeah. was like a, that was like a fashion where remember Chelsea had like a black net for a bit, didn't yeah, they, they did, the but you can see it's better for it's better actually for, for the supporters to have the white net because if you're at the other end of the ground. You can see makes actually, the, it makes that target. Bull, you know when the ball like is rifled, it makes the bulls look all better as well. You can see it, the, the so. tar- you can that is the target that the players are aiming for. That's like the mm. whole point of the game. So if you're down the other end and it's a big or big white square, you can actually see a bit mm. better. Uh, when it was like those dark red nets that we've had for the last few ne- years, you can't really like it's difficult to judge um the angles and stuff like that. But yeah, and it, I think mm. it wasn't there a study shown that did them. Um, it actually might have been Eddie Sounds Howard. Sounds like Will Bournemouth. Griggs got on an excuse now. Yeah, yeah. It might have been Eddie Howard Bournemouth who said that. Sounds like Eddie Howard. They should have. They should have the, he changed the nets from the black and red to the white, all white nets because he was saying psychologically it's a bigger target. It, it looks like a bigger target to hit. Or you can see the target better because it's brighter than, than having sense, the darker colours. It actually does, doesn't it? Yeah. So we're gonna um, we're gonna go we're gonna go out on Gareth praising Eddie Howe about something. I'm not praising Eddie Howe. I'm just praising <laughs> I'm praising Sunderland for finally implementing white goal nets after 26 years. It was nice to see. It was a nice. It was a nice change of pace. A nice change was, of yeah. pace. 
And we should what we should go out in is um, saying that everyone. Sorry about the whole thing in the summer with the live show. We had to move it, but the the ten year anniversary Wise Men say live show is is now on the sixth of October at Poprex. Um, Night before we play at Borough. It, uh, yeah, Ooh. so that'll be um, a good evening. Kevin Ball will be there. I think Nick Barnes, Phil Smith. We'll try and get I'll some other there. people down there as probably well. Rope, we'll probably probably rope Darren Williams in that one with a. We'll just better. get lo- Yeah, we'll just get like loads of people to come down, and then we'll have a laugh and eat and buy tickets through wisemansay.co.uk, or if you look on Eventbrite, the tickets are on there. They're twelve pounds plus fees. Um, you know, so it should be a good night, good opportunity to sort of, you know, celebrate. Well, say. I mean, you don't have to come and celebrate what we've been doing for 10 years, but it might be nice to just get together and have a drink because it's quite a long time to be doing this, isn't it? I mean, it is. Even I've been doing it for four now. Yeah, I know. I am going bald now. I mean, I had (laughs) hair, and then in five years' time, it's going to, I'll not be able to like make jokes about Stephen being bald anymore. And he looked better as a bald than me as well. So it's a bit frustrating. So, you know, needless to say, he's had the last laugh. <laughs> it's been a long wait. Been a long wait, 10 year wait for us to have the last laugh. Yeah. <laughs> That's the reason. As soon as it happens, I'm leaving. That's what I thought I've been waiting for. You're, you're, only, you're only allowed one at any one time for so, uh, quality and diversity. Oh, right. Well, uh, not much to say really on the, on the, on the crew game. I still haven't even decided if I'm going yet, to be honest. I kind of feel like I want my loyalty point because it took well, so many of us. There's another thing as well. So we're playing until 10 past 7 on Sunday night. And then we've got a kick-off at quarter to 8 on Tuesday night. Should have been on the Wednesday, shouldn't it? I mean, I there's no... It's just stupid. I mean, there's... you know. Why isn't it on the Wednesday? Normally, you don't play Sunday, Tuesday. Well, even got... with the previous... And then they're asking, you're asking fans to buy tickets for a game to go and watch... Mm. And would you? What team are you going to? What what team are you picking? Well, sorry, it's, going it's going to be similar to that Harleypool game, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's Bradley Dax is due to feature, which I'm excited yeah. to see. I hope, I hope Olivia goes as well. Just so it can be on the documentary. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've had enough documentaries. Well, yeah, if the producers yeah. want to give us a shout, we'll just uh, point them in the direction of season one. Um, and uh, <laughs> yeah, look at that. Right. Okay. Well, um, I think. You know, nothing to get overly concerned about with a, a defeat, which on another day we, we could have taken something from us. Gareth said we could have, I think we could have even won that. I don't think we deserve to lose a game. Everything you read and listen about in relation to Ipswich suggests they're going to be, they're going to be up there, whether that's the case or not. If we just use that as a context for it as well, it's not a, it's not a disastrous result. And I think Preston away will tell us a lot more about where we are. Hopefully we've got a couple of signings in by then. And Matt and whoever can talk about that later on in the week. So, as always, thanks for listening.
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.